Welcome back. It is a 7 o'clock hour of an incredibly happy day for everybody out there who's watching the Philadelphia Eagles go to 12-1 to 1 and do it without breaking a sweat. On a rainy day at the Meadowlands, it was a phenomenal performance by the birds. And uh, we are going to have a uh, doctor out a little later in this segment. And uh, Rhea Hughes has been studying the tape of the block punt and then the resulting run by Aaron Sippos down the sideline. Rhea's looking at it like this is a Pruda tape. Yes. And she is convinced that Sippos uh, did something bad to his leg because he caught it in the turf. That turf is hated, it's by the way. I want turf. you to know. So we will have an evaluation yeah. of that. And Lane Johnson was in the tent yes. with an abdominal issue. And if you would like to get nervous about something, you should possibly get nervous about that because the Eagles do not win when he's not in the lineup. And they almost always win when he is. He is an extraordinary player. Is he not Barrett Brooks? He's probably the number oh. one or number two offensive lineman in the NFL right now. I think him wow. and uh, Trent Williams, both of them tit the best in the business. And you watch that stuff. You don't even care about the ball. You just want big bodies crashing. All I know is I watch those guys blocking, and, yeah. and all of a sudden I look at the second level, and the ball is going right behind them. So That's watch something. where Kelsey goes, the ball goes. There you have it. All right, let me talk about the recipient of the benefits of that kind of blocking, and that is uh, Miles Sanders, who had two – he is now over 1,000 yards for the year. And if you would study the tweets that I exchanged with Rhea during the game, our number one complaint, both in the game yesterday and in the season, is he doesn't run enough. He ran the ball yesterday 17 times, mm-hmm. and he still managed to get, what was it, 100, 144, 144 yards on 17 carries. That is an average of 8.5 yards per carry. Wow. And they still they gave the ball 17 times in a rainy day that they dominated the game. Wouldn't you want to use him more? I was so nervous when Hertz was running late in the like third quarter. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I just because when I saw the Russell Wilson play, yep. he took off and ran, got to like three and got smashed to the ground. I went, oh God, no, please. That's just, just yeah. give this young man Don't- the ball. He finally got the 200 carries. This is the first time in his career he did that. And here are some of the great moments from a milestone day yesterday for Miles Sanders. Hurts gives off to Sanders. He's got the first out of Moore. He's at the 20. He's at the 15. He is down to the 10. Miles yeah. Sanders that time. Now back goes Hurts. He fires. He completes it. And running hard and picking up a first down is Miles Sanders. And he gives it off to Sanders, who breaks a tackle. 20, 25, 30, 35. Close to the 40. Yeah, that's the form. Hurts pitches out. Sanders has the first down and more. He's got 1,000 yards for the season, and he takes it almost to the 20. Handoff. Sanders. Sanders. Touchdown. Miles Sanders. Touchdown number nine on the season. Give that man the ball. Right, Rick? Give him the ball. He had two <laughs> again touchdowns again. yesterday. <laughs> Just give him the ball. Give him 20 carries a game. Take some of the burden away. Yeah. Just to clear up with you, Bear Brooks, he's with us today. Bear. Lyman always prefer blocking for the run than the pass, right? No question about that. When you, you, You're going forward. You're initiating contact. You're coming yeah. off and hitting somebody in the mouth. When you're pass blocking, you're dropping back. You, it's not like you're being submissive because at the point of the attack, you're going to fight. But still, you're going backwards. A guy that's going – if we line up head-to-head and we race in a 40-yard dash, usually the defensive end who are smaller are faster than us. Now we're asked to go backwards, and they're running forwards, and they're already faster than us. Not as good. It's, you know, it's, it's not good at all. You don't like that feeling. But if you come off the ball hitting somebody in the mouth, you love it. Run the ball! 
Give him the rock. We, we were yelling. Run the ball. They scored 48 <laughs> points, and we were bitching. Yes. <laughs> they, they won the game in the first quarter. Yes. And we still found things to harp on. You know why we are, we're perfectionists? Right. Give that kid the ball. Or idiots, you know, one or the other. Oh, I'm sure of the second <laughs> one. This say what guy, Dave, is out of line. Hi, Dave. The Eagles are 12-1. Say what? There you have it. Now we got it. Dave, this is the year, man. This is the year. You know, hey, let me say welcome to uh, Barrett because I've followed up Thank guys you, before and after each each game, you know. But listen, they beat them like a drum, a marching drum. They beat them like that. Yeah, uh, that's what I saw, Dave. We are in uh, in agreement on that. So, what do you think? Uh, hey, I, hey, I, I'm, I'm not surprised because you have this recorded on your show. First of all, I said the team would be the probably the best team in the Eagles' history, and you have that recorded. Then I said they would go uh, undefeated. I'm a little down on that because no, you were right. That you know, the only thing that prevented him from being 13 and 0 is a missed face mask call. If yes. that call was made, they're they're having a perfect season. And also, if you remember last week, recorded on your show, I said they're going to finish strong. Right, do you think doing. I'm recording all the things you're saying, Dave? Well, it's, it's so important. later I can show I people know. how it's, smart you are. It's on tape. <laughs> no, I know it's on tape, but normally here at WIP, within a day or two, they burn all those tapes, right? Because they don't want, just in case there's a lawsuit. <laughs> Dave, are you happy? Hey, listen, they're going to finish strong. I'm saying it again. Yep. And all the way to the Super Bowl, Ange. I don't see, hey, remember this? Nick Sarani, Nick Nack, Patty Whack, give a dog a bone and watch the Eagles Bring the Super Bowl home. Oh, are you what? saying? Wait a minute. Are you saying Super Bowl? That's right. <laughs> God bless you, Dave. The say walk guy. I got to play this because this was uh, uh, what's his name? Miles Sanders was talking about this, and they asked him. Uh, they the, the questions in this piece. They asked him a couple of things and watched his perfect answer. What is forty of the yards of the touchdowns? Uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Man, is ask him good? about you, what matters more: yardage or touchdowns? And he said Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. That's focus, my man. Isn't that amazing? It's it's I believe that tells a that's story, Jalen Hurts. That's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. That's yeah. what I think. All right, let's find out what's going on with these injuries we yes. sustained yesterday. Aria, please introduce our doctor. Dr. Lisa Kaplan, orthopedic surgeon with Orthopedic Surgery and Rehabilitation Associates, Rockledge and Abington. She specializes in rotator cuffs, meniscus, shoulder. Former college soccer player, team doctor for William Tennant High School. And you can get more info at osraorthopedics.com, our NovaCare segment. Yes, Dr. Kaplan, welcome to our show. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? Well, I'm a little nervous about Lane Johnson because whenever he's hurt, it's bad. And he was in the tent. It was later reported he had what appeared to be a minor abdominal issue, and it was in the lower abdomen, possibly the oblique. Doc, uh, whenever I see oblique, I go, "Uh uh-oh, that could be serious. Tell us what the options are with an injury like that. Yeah, I I think, you know, I know afterwards he was, you know, downplaying it a little bit, saying, oh, you know, he could re-enter the game. Um, 
you know, I'm not sure. He could, he might have been, might not. I think, I think time will tell. I think, you know, the lower oblique area and that sort of abdominal area it could be a few things. Uh, it could be an oblique strain, you know, something like a strain, um, you know, which is, you know, the outer area of the abdominal muscles. It could be a groin strain, could be a little bit lower. So I, I think they'll probably um, check for things even like a hernia, like an abdominal or an inguinal hernia. Mm. Um, they may get an MRI um, to see you know, see if they see any swelling or any contusion around the abdominal wall. And, you know, if they do, um, you know, it, it may pay to play it safe and, and keep him out for, you know, for the Bears oh, game and maybe no. get him back to the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I like the way Kaplan's thickened. Uh, oh, she's saying uh, save him for a week. Keep no. him out the Bears game, bring him no, back to the Cowboys. doctor, you are not a coach, doctor. How That's dare it. you bench our best lineman? <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think the reality is if everything looks normal, if he gets checked out appropriately and, and, and he responds well to things like PT, you know, physical therapy, heat, ice, I think he might be back. I think it might just be right, something doc. minor, but I, I think we have to wait and see. One other one. All right. <laughs> and and uh, th- this is worse than I thought, Johnson. Rhea sent right. video to the doctor. Oh. And, uh, that, that, that she wanted her to reanalyze whether or not it was possible that uh, Aaron Sippers, the punter, got his foot caught in the turf. Doc, based yeah. on what you saw, and he was carted off. We do not know his uh, – we have no idea what was going on. What did you see on that play, Doc? Yeah, so, so that, that was a, that was a, a great video, that, that, that second one. Um, I think it was on someone's Twitter account. But it um, you know, really did like his – looked like his foot got caught in the turf, and it, it got twisted pretty forcefully. Um and you know the, the the thing with these, and he had to stop walking off the field. You know, he they had to they had to bring him off the rest of the way. So the the concern with these high velocity sort of torsional, what we call torsional injuries, um, is it really provides the ankle a, a pretty significant injury, but also then the force gets carried up the leg. And so my guess is he probably, and I saw him. You know, he was in a boot and had crutches. Um, you know, on the sideline. So the concern is that he either has a high ankle sprain, mm. uh, maybe even a fracture. Um, oh. You know, and so I know. <laughs> So, Fra- you fracture, know, you're it, done, it, right? Doc, fracture is well, months, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say at least, you know, at least weeks, you know. All and right. so I think getting the appropriate imaging, um, you know, and the problem is, you know, he, he doesn't wear the same support probably around his ankles as a lot of other players do. And so these injuries can happen a little more frequently, you I know, with the you. turf. They got turf. That They really do yeah. have a pride. I think they're removing that at the end of the year. Yeah. Dr. Kaplan, you and all the awesome Novacare doctors, thank you so much for your expertise. Thank you very much. I got to give a shout out to my Holy Redeemer Surgery Center folks who are listening. And <laughs> Sounds my family great. Right now. I appreciate Holy you guys. Redeemer, Thank congratulations. You Thank you, Doc. Let's go to Zachary in Allentown. <laughs> Hi, Zach. Hey, morning, team. How you doing? If we were any better, we'd be naked. Sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? The hell are you talking about? Come out of about? nowhere. <laughs> okay, this is the most fun I ever had while I'm with my clothes on. It's kind of a, it's a playoff on that. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to talk about um, the crazy stat from yesterday with uh, Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown both eclipsing 1,000 yards the first time uh, two of our players have reached 1,000 yards since 2014. Yeah. Um, yeah, with Jeremy Macklin and uh, LaShawn McCoy, a receiver and a running back, both reaching 1,000 yards, uh, that was the first time it's happened in a, uh, quite a long time. So, oh, you're right. Zach, uh, I want to... Let me stop for a second, Brad. I want to ask you about what happened with Brown because Brown uh, dropped a, a ball, perfect throw. A perfect throw would have been a first down. He dropped, and there were words on the sideline. Did you Hertz. see the look that Hurts yes. gave him? No, Hurts <laughs> does not tolerate failure, if especially at a perfect throw. 
How do you do that without building resentment in your teammate by calling him out after a bad play? It's just like, you know, your brother. You know, you beat up your brother. You know, he might beat you up. You might beat your brother up, but he's still your brother. You can go and and, and tell a guy, hey, I need you to be great. I My expectation of you is to be greater than what you just displayed. So that's the you know, that's the mannerism those two have. They want greatness from each other. I mean, even from the first phone call when they found out the trade was going on to right there at that play, you could see the brotherhood those two display with each other. All right, Barrett, when you play with McNabb, did he yell at you? Well, I didn't play with McNabb. You I had, never did? No, no. I had, Who'd you uh, play with? I played with Randall Cunningham, Rodney Pete. Oh, wow. You go oh, back yeah. further than I thought. Did they ever yell at you? Yes, all the time. Randall Cunningham, <laughs> Rodney, Rodney Pete yelled at you. Oh, all the time, man. All this, just little things he would do. He would, I, I, what? you know, I wouldn't give up a sack, but at the end of a play, the defensive end would come tap me, uh, yeah. tap him on the shoulder. He'd be like, "Hey, man, the reason he's doing that because he wants me to figure out. Hey, I'm right there. I was right there. I was almost getting you." And he would say, "That's why he's doing it." So this is learning points and teaching points he gave me because just that little tap on the quarterback let him know I was almost there. He's like, "Don't let him do that." Well, I want you to, I want you to understand. I would never yell at you, and I don't think he should have because you got him by at least 100 pounds. Right, right. And you could have squashed him like a bug, all right? That's Angela, would you, would you like a complaint? Oh, I got a no, really good – No, no, not yet. It's a good one. Let Zachary finish. Zach, was there anything else you wanted to say this morning? Yeah, I just want to say that the Cowboys are frauds and there's no reason that ESPN should have them that high. Ah, da, da. Love it, Zach. Thank you for the call. Not yet, Johnson. You are chomping at the bit to, uh, bit to get negative. I'm not ready yet. I'm getting closer. It's about the four-letter network. No, I know it is. And I know you got something juicy. I do. But just hold it yet. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. All right, all right. 215-592-9494. When I come back, it's time to talk about fathers and sons. Because uh, Nick Sirianni did a whole thing about his dad and being emotional on the sideline. I thought it was cool. And what I got to ask him is, how does his family feel about 12 and 1? He can't say anything about it. You know he dodges it. But you don't think his father or his brothers, they're all coaches. You don't think they're going, Nick, give me some pointers. How are you doing this? You're in the NFL. We're not. How are you doing it? 215-592-9400. I got room for you, Joe. All right, 724, about six minutes, we'll be talking to the head coach of the Eagles, the 12-1 Nick Sirianni. Avis here with an update on our question of the day. Go ahead, Ave. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Looking to buy or lease a new Silverado, Armin Chevy is your Silverado truck headquarters. Find your rose at ArminChevy.com. ESPN sees the Cowboys as a bigger threat to make the Super Bowl than the Eagles. Do you agree? 92% say no. What? Yeah, I thought it, I thought it should be even higher. Eight eight yeah. percent. All right. Yeah. Fortunately, WIP using the highest of high tech equipment <laughs> is able to breathalyze everyone who actually <laughs> bets. And at this point, eliminating the drunks, <laughs> it is exactly one hundred percent. Oh, okay. So All the right. people that have voted that uh, yes right. on that, uh, a check yourself into a drug rehab center. Or B, join AA. <laughs> Thank you. Got it. Now, uh, uh, d- believe it or not, you know, uh, d- let me just set the seat. So the game is over, and Brandon Graham, three sacks, feeling it, tells ESPN to go bleep themselves. <laughs> and then other Eagles are chiming in at ESPN for the idiotic comments made last week that th- somehow the Cowboys had a better chance to go to the Super Bowl than the Eagles did. Well, we have new information that John Johnson has just obtained. 
to see if ESPN has found the error of their ways and corrected it. Johnson, would you please give us the latest? Well, what ESPN uses as their chief <clears throat> analytic is Power Football Index. And it's, I don't know how what is involved. They don't even release this information. But it's the chief analytic they use when determining who is the best team in the NFL all the way down to the worst team. The number one team, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, the Dallas no, Cowboys. No, they barely beat a 110-1 team yesterday. They wow. barely beat them. I mean, barely. Would you like me to keep going? No, wait a minute. Chiefs. Barrett Brooks is going to say, Barrett, do you believe that garbage? No, no, statistically, it just can't be right. There's no We're talking stat- about numbers and analytics. There's no way they can say the Dallas team is better than the Eagles team. The number two team, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, their chief analytic, the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah, I they barely won. I watched that game, okay? They were up, I think, 14 nothing. They that Broncos team, which is terrible, put twenty eight points on them. And if Russell Wilson doesn't get his head slammed to the ground, they may have won that game. No, Dara, don't you say we're not third. The Eagles are a distant number three. All right, wow. that is unacceptable. Rhea, you have a job to do. I don't know how legal it is. <laughs> get me somebody from ESPN that we could scream at tomorrow. I would like anybody who is willing to take on our oh, aunt. Sure. Is that is that how she should text it yeah. to yeah, them? That's exactly how I'm going to say Fine. it. I need somebody we can scream at. It's yeah. the look for me, though. It's the look I that she's giving me right now. Yeah, I don't even care. This, it's typical. It's nothing unusual. Uh, even if it's a former guy, a guy who used to work there, I don't care. If not, I'm just yelling at Al. Because Al, I believe today, <laughs> yesterday, tomorrow is one of the days he's actually he's here. He's in tomorrow, yeah. And he used to work for them. I'll yell at him. This is outrageous. Ah, let me go to Levert next. See what he's got today. Hi, Levert. Hey, good morning, everybody. How you feeling? I'm feeling lovely. Yeah, ESPN is it? We're only third with a twelve and one record, Levert. We're only twer- uh, with third. Do you believe this? No, I don't. Listen, before I forget, Angelo, I know I bust your chops a lot on air. And I wanted to tell you that it's been great hanging out with you for all these years on the radio and listening to the show. Thank you for the dedication and all the years that you fought for the Eagles and Philadelphia fans. Thank you. Uh, LaVert, I want you to know something. This is kind of weird to say. No one has ever said, I loved hanging out with you when they actually physically did. (laughs) Not one time. Levert. Well, I, no, I this hung out is... with you at the 2004 Super Bowl no, in Jacksonville. No, and that's... you were great. No, but I was not in Jacksonville. I am oh, well, the best hang. I'm a good hang only when you're not actually with me present. The only one who was in Jacksonville from the morning show was me. Yeah, real was. <laughs> okay. Levert, was you were not hanging with yeah. me because no one's ever hung no. with me and said at the end, man. Well, that was, was a good hang, man. That was a great hang. LeBert, <laughs> what do you think? Are we going to take? Are we getting some champagne this year? We're going to get the chip. And I'd also like to say, Barrett Brooks, my brother in Omega, thank Roof. you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Omega Sapphire. Oh, believe me when I tell you, he's only here because we're paying him handsomely. <laughs> 
Uh, uh oh, that laugh suggests otherwise. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, let me. I want you to hear this before we bring out the coach, because the coach was talking about his father, and I was thinking about. See, Nick will never talk about twelve and one, but maybe I can get him to tell us what his father said, because he was talking yesterday about how emotional he is on the sideline. And how so was his dad, or is his dad, when he's coaching football? You know, there's a there's a picture that I love of my dad um, yelling. I don't know who he's yelling at, but 1978, I think the picture was taken. He's going crazy and uh, and it being emotional. This is an emotional game, um, and so um, it's it's fun to be able to, to to go out there and show your emotion and and get excited when you need to get excited, get mad when you need to get mad, but then be able to move on and play the play the next play. So I'm gonna blame that on my dad. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I've always, I think I've always been emotional and, and football, I think it's a little easier to be emotional because you got 40 seconds to the next play until you're, you, you got, you know, Shane's calling the play. I can do what I need to do and then, and then get myself back into the mode where I know I had a, I had a big time issue in basketball. If I turned it over, I'd be there. I, I'd had a hard time with that because the turnover is so quick. All right. I'm going to, it's funny. I think he was probably the most emotional yesterday on the drop kick which was one of the weirdest punt plays I've ever seen, right? The Giants punter uh, drops the ball as he's getting ready to yeah. throw it down to his foot, <laughs> and it bounces, and then as it came back up, he swung his foot at it, and he knocked it out of 20, 25 yards down the field. Right. And then uh, it, it looked legit to me. I know you can drop kick. You could actually get extra points and field goals yes. with a drop kick. Isn't that a drop kick, Barry? You played football a long time. Was that a legitimate kick? That was a drop kick, and and if he'd have, if it had went through the uprights, it would have been right points towards it. Yes, I, so I, I I didn't quite understand the rule. That's why it took so long for them. I mean, I think they just made that up actually. Well, here's the thing: it seems to me like Nick had to remind that crew of what the actual rules were because there was a long break, and then they gave it right. Now I want to tell you right now: Nick Sirianni is brought to you by Bud Light. Join Evergrave at the Horse Tavern in Sellersville this Sunday. The Eagles are having a watch party. You can win side Eagles merchandise and Bud Light swag. Ladies and gentlemen, twelve in what? Eagles coach Nick Sirianni. Hi, Nick. Hey, Angela. Nick, I just played the cut of, of you talking about your dad and how emotional he was. <laughs> I, I just got to know this, Nick. I know you don't want to talk about how great your record is. Your, your, your father, your brothers, they must be over the moon right now. Are they pleased? Where do you, hey, Angela, where do you think I got this, like, hey, move on to the next game? My dad texts me right oh! after the game. <laughs> he texts me right after the game, good job. On to the next one. He don't care. He he, yeah. he knows that we we know that we got a job to do next week. So I was raised in this to with this stuff, and so he tells me it was a good game. Tells me what I what we screwed up, and then uh, and then he says move on to the next one. It's you know it's a short week. It's a week that you got to get ready for. So that's okay. where I get the stuff from. Nick, I, I think I'm going to start giving your dad some credit for this. As <laughs> you should. As you should. All right. You, you made the playoffs. You have clinched the playoffs now. And now I'm wondering, do you get to the point where you start to balance the health of your team versus the top seed? How do you yeah. feel once you make it there, Nick? Yeah, I don't think we're there yet. I don't no. I don't think that's in a conversation yet. We're, it's, it's, uh, it's on to uh, Chicago. There'll be a time maybe to talk about that, and that, you know, right now that that's not the time. So we're not think we're only focused on on this week. Uh, I've learned that in this in this league that you got to fo- be where your feet are, focus on the week that you're at, and then 
handle decisions uh, when, when you know across the bridge is when they when they, when you come to them. And I'll bet your dad told you that too, right, Nick? That's a that is a famous Franciriani <laughs> line. Cross, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. One thing made me a little nervous. Not much yesterday, but it was uh, Lane Johnson was in the tent for a short time. Is he going to be all right, Nick? You know, obviously we'll get all the tests back today, and we'll we'll go through. You know, he'll see the trainer this morning. Uh, we're 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 hopeful and we're positive about it. Lane, obviously, Lane is a huge part of what's going on here. Best tackle in the NFL, in my opinion. And uh, we'll see what's happening. We'll because we'll, we'll need him to do what we need to do this week against against Chicago. But um, yeah, like I said, we'll, I'll get more information today and have more information for everybody uh, later this week. All right, let's talk about the first drive because it was. It was a thing of beauty. It was amazing. Uh, I, it was like 15 plays. It took like eight minutes. Nick, I know your script plays before a game. How much of that series, that whole sequence, was scripted? Yeah, you, you, you go out with the plays that you want to start with, right? And you want to get some a feel for some of the um, person, the way they're playing some personnel. You want to get a feel for how they're playing some formations. You want to get a feel for how they're playing A.J. or Devontae or Jalen. And so you, you try to script some things into it. Now there's the, so you script out the first, you know, the first 15, first 20. You script out your first couple third downs. You script out, you know, your first couple red zone plays and all those different things. And then, but naturally, you're going to have things too, like you're behind the sticks. What are you going to do when you're behind the sticks? What are you going to do when you after you get a first down? So a lot of thought goes into that. Does it does it follow the first 15 to a T? Rarely, right? You're you, you're jumping around, kind of your your openers. Sometimes you you think it's a, it's a, it's appropriate to to take a shot. Sometimes you think it's appropriate to get. I mean, so it it, it varies, and so I, I can't answer the question perfectly because it isn't a perfect science. You know, we go through there, we we have our thoughts of what we want to start with, but things change throughout the drive. What was what was on complete display though uh, was the execution, especially. You know, we got ourselves in third down a couple times, and then just great throws by by Jalen, great, completely under control, um, great catch by Devontae on a third down at midfield, and then uh, what I was really impressed with that one play I really liked was just that check down to, you know, to Miles on the on one of the first one of the first passes of the game. I think it was the second pass of the game. He just checked it down to Miles, and it went for big yards. Um, and defense gave him. We thought the defense was going to give us something. They didn't, and Jalen just made us right. No, there was even a moment toward the end where they showed Jalen on the sideline, and AJ Brown, some of the other offensive players were happy and they were smiling, and he's still totally stoic. Um, has the the offense taken on his personality to always look for the next play, always to stay focused on the overall goal? Are we seeing the the whole unit play like he does? Yeah, I think when your leaders, the leaders show that, then you're, and the guys with the C's on their chest uh, do those those types of things, it, it's contagious. And uh, you know, Jalen's playing great football. He is completely focused on you know the next play always, and uh, that's what that's 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 a great quality to have because you don't get too up, you don't get too down, you just go to the next play. And and when you do that, you can completely focus on what's what you can control, and now all you can control is that very next play. Absolutely. And Miles Sanders, he, he went past 1,000 yards. Uh, he has done it with uh, a little over 200 carries. And I'm just wondering, as you watch him evolve, Nick, uh, what's making him even more effective this season? I think it's just this whole game. Like, you, you don't just improve as a runner. Uh, you improve as a player. So he's improved as a runner. He's improved as a pass blocker. He's improved as ball security. He's improved his 
He, you know, he take care of his body so well. He's, his health is w- where we want it right now. And so he's improved him uh, himself. Like you, he's improved his entire game. You know, so um, that he, he's just in a great mindset. Um, you know, of what he wants to go uh, accomplish, what you know, and how he wants to play. And he has fun every day coming in here and 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 going through the the grind with the guys to get ready to play on Sunday. And so I'm really happy for Miles and the way he's playing because um, he's playing at a top notch. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure there's many running backs in the NFL playing better than, than Miles Sanders right now. Well, he's been sensational. Uh, Brandon Graham on the other side of the ball. Brandon Graham's 34 years old. We've seen him forever. He was here when Andy Reid was the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, three sacks and a forced fumble at 34. Not getting all that many uh, snaps either. Nick, how's he doing this? Man, you know, somebody said in our coaches meeting the, uh, this week, Brandon Graham was made by God to rush the quarterback. <laughs> That's what he he was like. His body type, his energy, every he was made by God to rush the quarterback. And then what's cool about Brandon Graham is he uses that platform that he has and for good. I love that about him, right? And so he people in this city love him, and then. And, you know, and then he uses his platform to, to help the community. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's an unbelievable football player, unbelievable human being, and so happy that he's our captain. And, uh, I mean, he just – that's why. That, you know why he's, he's playing the way he is and, and leading the way he is because that's how he was made, and that's what, this, he's made to do this, what he's doing out here on the field every Sunday. That's a good answer. All right, I only got one other thing, and I'm very – you were emotional at one point after the – we're calling it the drop kick, the missed punt. Um, There was a very long delay, Nick, and you were in a conversation with the refs on the sideline. Did you remind them that that wasn't legal? Tell me what went on in that sequence. Yeah, you know, I, Bob. Bob was preparing me for this question, and I and I wasn't that. I, I don't remember being emotional on that on that one right there. I think, like my brother says now, like you, you get so emotional. My brother told me this last week. Jay, he said, you get so emotional on the sideline at times. People are waiting for it. It's like a show. Like, what? What's he gonna? Is he gonna lose his mind right here? He said, so calm. He said, so calm. Calm yourself down. Anyway, um, I thought the referees did an outstanding job coming to that conclusion. I didn't. I, I'll be honest with you. How how would I know that rule? I oh. wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know that rule. So I was getting some information up on the box because our guys in the box know the rules, and they were just telling me what the rule was, um, so I could communicate with that with the rest. Because how often? I mean, when's the last time that's happened in the NFL? And so I had got great information from the box uh, that was saying exactly what the refs were saying, and I was just making sure that. Um, they were on top of it, and they were like, because I was only talking to the one guy on the side who was who was kind of came over to talk to me about what's going on. I thought they did a phenomenal job of ironing that out, um, you know. And I guess I, I I thought they did a phenomenal job because we got the ball at the thirty three yard line going <laughs> in to score. <laughs> so, uh, um, but they they did they got the rule right, and uh, that's something that doesn't pop up every time. And so, uh, hats off to them; they did a great job. Well, Nick, here's what you need to know: at twelve and one, you know what people assume. Sirianni knows the rules better than the ref. <laughs> now at least you cleared up what really yeah, happened there. And you weren't emotional. You were animated. I guess that's a better word. There you go. There you go yeah. Hey, Nick, congratulations. 12-1 hey, is well. awesome. Thanks, Nick. Bye. All right, y'all. Have a good day. Nick Sirianni, 215-592-9494. Lots of your phone calls when we come back. Uh, we got so much more to do today. Don't go anywhere. 
All right, welcome back. 747. I want to clear something up here because I knew I wasn't completely off my rocker when I thought the coach knew more about that dropkick play than the refs did because he just made it clear. He said, well, you think I would know that play, what that rule was? <laughs> he didn't know it. But Howard Eskin reported it made it sound like he did. Here's Howard. All right, Merrill. You know, either way, the ball's got to come back to the line of scrimmage on that situation. Fumble or drop pick. I don't know if it's a turnover. I'm just shocked the officials were so confused. And Nick Sirianni made a point to immediately go to him and let them know that. Back to you. All right, Maria, I think we need an Eskin amount, too. And here's why. Jeez, okay. Because... Eskin here, if I'm not giving the credit to Sirianni, then I have to give the credit to Eskin? Well, there's two things here that you have to think about, <laughs> yeah. okay? Um, Nick doesn't want to act like he was telling the officials because okay. that would get back to them. That's and, very true. And probably make them look bad. And have you ever worked the sidelines? Oh, I've, God, yeah. No, so never. many you times. You never have. <laughs> I, I've never been on the sidelines. I've worked the sidelines. Well, Barrett's been on the sidelines. It's chaotic there, and yeah. you hear a lot of stuff, and you yes. see a lot of stuff. So, you know, I'm not going right, to kill Eskin for it. Well, Barrett, Barrett how many years did you play in, in, in the I uh, played NFL? 12. I played 12 12 NFL, years. Yeah. Do you know the, the role on something like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Fair enough. I I don't know. Oh, oh. All right, wait a minute. I still don't know it, though. Hold on. Now I'm getting <laughs> word that Joe Ector, our producer, knows where Howard got it from. Let's hear yeah, it. Why not? All Sean Jeffrey. <laughs> no. All Sean Jeffrey gave him that? Very nice. All still helping Howard with the uh, private revelation. Jeff is up from camp. Hi, Jeff. Jeff, are you there? Jeff, this has happened a couple Jeff. of times with Jeff. He's not there. He bailed. He was going to say something negative, but oh, he, yeah? didn't, he didn't hand because he realized it would be ridiculous to say that today. Let's go to Kat. Hi, Kat. Hey. Hey, Angelo. How you feeling, Kat? I'm feeling awesome. You, you Between you and the morning team and the Philadelphia Eagles, you make, you make our lives great. I just want to let you know we're going to miss you. All right, I would like to make a clear statement on that. <laughs> what we did here uh, to have this show today is zero. All we are doing is reacting to a brilliant performance by our football team. We are the recipients of goodwill based on what they did. If <laughs> if they lost, we'd get, be getting killed today. Ken, this season is the greatest football season by an Eagles team I have witnessed in 33 years here. This is spectacular. And I guess Unbelievable. I left him speechless. I left him speechless. All I could say is, honestly, I never thought, Rhea, I never thought they'd ever have a year like this. We ever. thought, but you know, it's funny. I remember going back. A lot of people thought, oh, 10 wins, 11. Like nobody really had, un- I mean, you picked the over very early on, but nobody Eight thought, yeah. nobody thought this. No, no, no one could have. No. But, but I had to be reminded today by John Johnson that they were 12-1 and one in 04. Yeah. And I don't even remember that season <laughs> to that extent. And I know this. This I can tell you. And this does not just apply to me. It applies to this city. They were not as likable as this team. No way. Mm. There was not a Kelsey on that team. There was not. McNabb was the quarterback. 
at best, people were ambivalent, right? <laughs> he was a wackadoo. Come on. Runyon? People, you loved Runyon? I love Runyon. Yeah, I loved Runyon. Brian Westbrook? Brian Westbrook was enjoyable. T.O. battled back from a broken leg after just six weeks and would have been MVP if they had managed to win that game. Johnson, What's who's your favorite all-time Eagles quarterback? Uh, it would be it would be Randall, but but right. But I'll tell you right now, Jalen Hurts is inching very close He's to him, close very now. quickly. This is in his third year. Yeah. In two or three more years, well, it's not even a choice. It's not just what he's doing on the field and what may be the greatest season we've ever seen from an Eagles quarterback. It's what he says after the game. Exactly. He's checking every box every week. I, you played with Randall, right, Bear Brooks? I absolutely did. Who who do you like more, Randall or Jalen? Uh, you know what? I got to go with Jalen. You know, even though ah, wow. I, I played, to that. I played with Randall, and at that time in his career, he already knew it all. So when you know we did have you know officer of the coordinator came in, they never studied, they never saw eye to eye, they just didn't mix. But you have a guy like Jalen Hurts. It's cause and effect. He believes wholeheartedly in cause and effect. He believes if he goes out and works his ass off, that he's going to get the effect of being a great player. So when you have that type of of of, of thinking and it's, and it's spewing out to the other players, they're thinking the same thing. Right. So cause and effect. They're you, getting better. You don't understand what just happened. You picked – I got two guys I work with that did not play with either Randall right, or right, any right, of these right, guys. Right. Johnson and Rhea. <laughs> they love Randall to death. Yes, yes. And you who play with him is going, I'm going to be honest, I like the Hurts better. Yes. And you're, you're, by the way, you're correct. You're, I, I, they're incorrect. <laughs> you're played, incorrect. I played in Kelly Green and Gray the oh, last oh, year. God, but, I love you know? Kelly Green. No, but Angela, the point is, you always loved the players you watched when you were a kid growing up. That, uh, they you got to get over it, Rhea. Get yeah. over it. No, I, well, I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> I Love Will Chamberlain. All right, you got one mulligan. All right, all right so mine is Randall. All right, fine, mine is Will. Okay, right, fine. I won that one again. And yes, when you does. are prepared, because you look like you're losing a little bit of energy. I have I'm a, not losing hold any on. energy, you I have a, a new stat that ESPN has just put out. Another stat. Super Bowl win percentage. Updated. Go ahead. You want to know it? No. <laughs> well, go ahead. The team right now on this Monday morning who has the best chance to win the Super Bowl in the NFL is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that just happened. The team with the second best odds to win the Kansas Super Bowl City, in yeah. the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Eagles are third. The Eagles are third. I want to hit somebody. Rhea, that's, that's get me spikes. somebody in studio for me, SPN tomorrow. I want to punch them. I'm not going to waste my time on asking for that because that's not going to happen. Now, it, has to, Rhea, it has to be somebody I can take. <laughs> <laughs> Ken is up next. Kenny, good morning. Hey, Angelo. Uh, sorry, my call dropped. But I just, I just, I read the New York, uh, New York Times rap on uh, Sunday's game. Yeah. And so it, it had three features, the Jag, the, uh, the, uh, the Kansas City, the Jaguars, and the Cowboys. So they, they each got long, you know, descriptions. They mentioned the Super Bowl in the uh, Cowboys article. When they got to the Eagles-Giants game, the summary way down the page, four lines, nothing. Nothing. Barely any mention whatsoever. And the Cowboys, you know, they had like six paragraphs about the Cowboys. And the, the Eagles-Giants, this is the New York Times this morning, barely, you know, four lines, just a casual mention. 
Wow. I can. Let's do this together. All right? We're all going to sing. To everybody in your car, sing this too. Johnson, you join in. All right. Brooks, reuse. They don't like us. They don't like us. They don't like us. We don't care. They don't like us. They don't like us. They don't like us. Kiss my ass. It's no one. That's not part of the song. You were way off on the lyrics. I changed the lyrics for the moment. Two one five five nine two. And we do care. Ninety four. Well, we do care. But you know what, Rhea? I like to. Present myself as not caring, but <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, but we do. When we come back, yes, it is time to finally offer a sliver of criticism. There was one sequence in the game late in the second quarter that was bad, and we will finally, <laughs> after two full hours, begin the bitching. That's next. WIP Sports Time coming up on 750.